Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Impact Cyber Church. I'm just so thankful that we have this opportunity to speak to you and to speak to people all over the world. You know, Impact Ministry Cyber Church is in every nation in the world. It's just amazing how many ways God has opened doors for us to be in places that I would have never, ever, ever imagined that we would be. So I want to say hello to all of our international guests. Particularly want to say hello to our friends in Poland. Uh, I'm telling you, we have, we have great presence in Poland, great participation in Poland. And, you know, we're wanting to expand what we're doing. And I'll be talking to you some in just a little bit about iGroups, about how you can have an iGroup wherever you are, because one of the number one questions people ask is, where can I go to get fed in this? Where can I go to find people who believe this? Well, we're going to give you some information about that and opportunity to participate. But today, we're in the month of December, and, you know, instead of doing your typical Christmas kind of series, I'll tell you, my heart just gets heavy every year because of what I know people go through in the holiday seasons. I understand some of you grew up in great families. Man, you had stability. Uh, you were loved and, and, and the holidays are warm and incredible. I am so thankful that you had that. I'm, I don't begrudge the fact that anybody had a, had, had a great childhood or, 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 or has turned it around and you have that with, with your family. And let me say this, you know, as much as I hated the holidays, uh, you know, largely in part due to my wife, you know, we have turned holidays around and we have turned holidays into, into something incredible, incredibly meaningful. Now, if you're watching this and you struggle with holidays, uh, you can download the free series called Creating Happy Holidays. I give it away every year in the months of November and December just to help people deal with these issues. And even if you think, well, it's too late for me to create happy holidays, now you can still get it. It's free. It's a download. Uh, you can still get it, go through it, and you can start changing all the traditions uh, of, your, of your family and, and how you do things so that you don't fall back into those, those traps like we talked about. Now, if you watched last week, we, we talked about, about triggers, emotional triggers, and how that, you know, when we get in situations that remind us of past situations, that's, that, that is called an association, and that event that we're having there triggers us to, to in our mind, to draw forth all of those emotions that we had and these bad experiences of the past. And, you know, you can do that with good experiences. You can do that with, with bad experiences. And so, so many times the depression and the discouragement that we are going through really is a form of PTSD, if you want to know the truth. And because we, are, we, are, we have been traumatized by something that happened in, in the past and now we're experiencing as if it's real and happening in this, in this very moment. And uh, man, I know that to be true. And I know when those emotions hit you just suddenly out of nowhere, it's almost impossible to recover. But it's not 
completely impossible. But I'll tell you this, one of the best ways to recover is to never let yourself get in a situation where you have those experiences to start with. As a matter of fact, you know, and you know, I'm mentioning a lot of things. Uh, you know, the month of December, we have special offers on our, all of our series and all of our products. And one of the most powerful things that you can use to, to treat yourself for any type of PTSD, any type of, any type of uh, uh, negative experience uh, that you have today based on past experiences is, is biblically based EFT. EFT is a, is a treatment formula to help your brain literally stop processing these particular emotions. And so be sure and check it out this month because uh, in the month of December, we have specials going on and you can get these series at incredibly uh, cost-saving discounts and you can invest in your own life and you can start solving some of these, some of these problems and just not have to go through this again. You know, we, uh, <clears throat> we started out last night or last week, you know, you know we talked about the fact uh, we talked about the good fight of faith and how that word good means something that's valuable or significant. In other words, a, a good fight is not a fight where you're just trying to beat your opponent. Uh, a good fight is not a fight where you just win that particular battle. A good fight is where you win the war. And, and, and Paul is talking about the, how the, the good fight for our faith, doing those things that keep us operating and staying in faith. In other words, trusting God and experiencing God in a situation, that's the good fight of the faith. Now, when we're not winning, it's our tendency to find someone or something to blame. You know, we'll blame the devil. Boy, people love to blame the devil. And I tell you, I know people that have been screaming at the devil for 50 or 60 years and nothing changes. You know, you would think that maybe they would say, okay, this isn't working. But, uh, uh, but it's the only thing that they, they know to try because they think it's the devil that brings all these problems into our lives. You know, or, or if you're in a church somewhere or if you're going through counseling or something, you'll blame the program or you'll blame the counselor or you'll blame the pastor or you'll blame the teacher. But, uh, and, and even if you blame yourself, which some people end up doing, None of that helps. That's not the good fight of faith. That's, that's, that's getting into the whole discouragement. That's, that's giving into and surrendering yourself. And here's one of the things I've learned. Man, I've gone through some incredibly challenging things in my life. And, and let me say this. Almost all of the challenging things I've gone through in my life, most of them were my own making. Some of them weren't. Some of them I had no control over, just like you. You make a lot of them. But here's the one thing you always have control over. See, see when a problem comes that we didn't cause, we slip in that victim's mentality and it's like, well, you know, why has this happened to me? I didn't do anything. Well, that you may not have any control over what comes at you in life, but I'll tell you what you do have control over. You do have control over what happens inside you. You have control over your response. You have control over your emotions. You have control over how you think and how you feel. And I'm telling you what, an overcomer is somebody who can stand in any situation and overcome internally. Whether anything outside changes or not, we overcome internally. Some people don't like that. They were like, I, I just want to, if it don't change out here, I'm not, not going to waste my time on it. Well, I'll tell you something. The majority of the world is dying of heartbreak, waiting for something out here to change so they can feel better about life. And the real truth is it, how they experience life could exchange, start changing today 
if they would just deal with what's inside of them. And so we want, when we fight the fight, we want it to be the good fight of faith. We want it to be, we want to fight for our faith. We want to keep faith alive in our heart. And I want to take you to another scripture, though, that, that uh, I found really interesting. In 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27, Paul says, Therefore, I run the race. And in this, he's talking about how that everybody who runs a race runs to win and to get the prize. And so he said, so that's, therefore, I run thus. In other words, that's the way I'm dealing with life. I'm running this race to win. Not with uncertainty. Now, I like that. I don't like uncertainty. I don't know how you are, and we're all different, and you may be different. But, you know, I'm pretty good about if a challenge is there, and I know I've got to stand up to it, I'm pretty good about, okay, I'm, I'm going to stand up to this. But I can tell you this. I like to stand up with confidence. I don't like to be uncertain about what I need to do. I don't like to be uncertain about what it's going to take to come out on the other side of this. I want to be certain that my efforts that I'm going to put into something are going to come out good. They're going to get me where I want to go. I'm going to have the life that I want to have. Uh, and, and, and so this is what Paul's talking about. He says, thus I fight. In other words, this is the way I fight. Not as one who beats the air. Now, a person who beats the air is a shadow boxer. A shadow boxer is fighting an imaginary foe. Now, is the devil alive and real? Yes, he is. Is he the one causing me all my problems? No, he's not. Because the devil has been defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, I'm going to mention a lot of books and a lot of series through here. I'm not trying to just sell these to you, but because of the specials that we have this month, you may hear one say, oh, man, that's, that's something I'm interested in. I have a book and a series called Satan and Mass. And I'm going to tell you something. If you want to end these days of fighting with the devil all the time and focusing on him, and you want to get yourself freed up to focus on God, uh, that might be the series and the book that you, have, that you want to listen to and that you want to read. The devil is real, but the devil is not my problem. He's not your problem because we are in Jesus. He can't touch us. Now we can touch him. We can go into his arena. We can, we can venture outside of this walk that we have with God. We can venture away from the word of God. We can do stupid, foolish things that end up creating problems. But here's the great thing. The moment we come to our senses, we can turn our hearts back to the Lord. We can, we can, we can harmonize our life once again with Jesus. So, but, but Paul's saying, I'm not going to, I'm not a shadow boxer. I'm not going to fight an imaginary foe. And then he brings this into context. Listen to this. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Listen, when I preach to others, I should become disqualified. Now, when the Bible talks about the body and dealing with the body, or, or it's almost synonymous, or it is synonymous with dealing with the flesh. Because <clears throat> the flesh are those desires that we try to satisfy those desires by you know, by doing things out here and uh, instead of looking to God to satisfy us internally so that we're always in this state. So Paul, really, he's saying, I deal with my flesh. This, this is what I do. If I want to fight the fight that's going to win, I'm going to deal with my flesh. I'm going to deal with all of these emotions that are warring against me because of the lust of the flesh 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And that's, what, that's all that's in the world. Everything that's in the world system, everything that the world offers you, everything religion offers you to meet a need in your life, it's going to appeal to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. And, and so Paul says, the battle I got to win is this battle in me about who I trust and whether or not I'm going to live my life trying to satisfy all of these needs or whatever, or whatever I'm going to do. So, you know something, man, get some of these tools this month and invest in your life. A disciple invests in their life. You know, it's interesting. We quote this scripture or we quote part of the scripture. The truth shall set you free. No, it won't. Truth won't set you free unless you adhere to the first part of it. Well, the first part of it says, if you abide in my word, you're my disciple. So all this starts with, where is the word of God in my life? Do I believe the word of God? Do I believe the promises of God are mine? Do I believe I have what God says I have? Do I believe I can do what Jesus says I can do? Do I believe that? And am I following that? And if I am, then I'm a disciple. And he says, then you'll know the truth or you'll experience the truth. See, you don't experience the truth that you don't put into practice and you don't put the truth into practice if you're, if you're, if you're not a disciple and you're not going to be a disciple if you're not building your life on God's word, on what we have in Jesus. There's a sequence here that brings this into context. And he says, now, when, when you experience truth, this truth will set you free. Well, I got news for you. God wants you to experience his peace. He don't want you to just read about it. God wants you to experience the joy of the Lord, not just something, you know, I, I love vibrant worship. I love being in church and dancing and praising and all that kind of stuff. But you know something? I want to be able to, I want to have the joy of the Lord when I'm out here at work. I want to have the joy of the Lord out here when I'm dealing with conflict. I want to have the joy of the Lord when I'm out here dealing with other difficult situations. I want to have the, a, a peace that passes understanding and a joy that it doesn't even make sense uh, if it was based on what's going on around me because I want to live in that kingdom of God realm where something's happening inside me and, and, and I'm not responding to uh, my flesh. I'm not responding to my pride. I'm not responding to all of these desires that, 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 uh, that I'm, you know, to be my source and to, to make me feel like I want, I want to be responding to the Spirit of God inside me with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, <clears throat> so here's the deal. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians, it says, it says, don't be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he shall also reap. Now, many people take this verse and say, okay, see, so God's going to get you. You're not going to get by with anything. No, 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 no. That's not what he's talking about. God's word, starting with the first chapter in Genesis, teaches us the law of the seed. And the law of the seed says whatever kind of seed you plant is going to determine what grows back in your harvest or in your life. And the degree that you nurture that seed, the degree that you water it, the degree that you, that you fertilize it, the degree that you weed it and, and, and make sure that it has the opportunity to grow, to that degree, it's going to produce 30, 60, or 100-fold in your life. So there is the law of the seed, and there is no escaping the law of the seed. It is, it is probably the most significant universal law that exists in all of creation. Everything in creation works around the law of the seed. Um, so, so God established that law. And if, you, and if you think that you 
can somehow rise above or skirt around the law of sowing and reaping, I got news for you. You are fooling yourself. But now you got to understand about the law of sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping doesn't mean you do something and that provokes God to take an action. So if I do something God, God, good, God's going to bless me. If I do something bad, God's going to curse me. No, no that's, that's not at all what it's talking about. Universal laws work whether you believe them or not, whether you know them or not. Gravity works for people whether they know that law exists or not. There are certain laws that just work. And so, so the law of sowing and reaping, which he goes into, he says, he says, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now listen to this. If he sows to the flesh, he will of the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the spirit, he will of the spirit reap zoe, everlasting zoe. He will reap the quality of life that Jesus or that God has given us through the Lord Jesus Christ. So <clears throat> in every situation, I am functioning in the law of the seed. Now here's, you know, years ago, uh, when, I, when I was facing the need to be healed of a lifelong kidney disease, um, many of you have heard me tell the story. I'm not going to go into the whole story. But uh, when, when I finally zeroed in on really how this stuff works in your heart, and I was able to walk out of that disease. Now, it took me, it took me a few years because I had, to, I had to get my heart to believe the truth. I had to prepare the soil and, and, you know, religion had so affected me. You know, when God started dealing with me through this, and I don't like to tell of like a lot of these supernatural interventions because you don't have to have a supernatural intervention for, for, for miraculous things to happen. But, uh, but I'll tell you this, when you're seeking God with all your heart, uh, you'll be surprised at the interventions that will happen. But in the process of, 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 of uh, trying to walk out of this healing, and I was, I was sick. I was, you know, I was, I wasn't completely bedridden, but I, I, I really had to stay in bed a lot. I really couldn't function a lot. Uh, you know, had infections and all, you know all this kind of stuff. My kidneys weren't working, so I, I felt bad all the time. It was, it was really, really, really difficult. So one morning I, I, I got up and I went for a walk, and I, I couldn't walk very far. But my main reason for walking was just to pray, just to be out and just pray, talk to the Lord, and so. So um, uh, in this particular thing, and I'm not going to go into all the details, but, but in this particular thing, I, 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 you know, I kind of was like, Lord, I, you know, I've always trusted you. I've always followed you. you know, I'm not saying I hadn't made mistakes. I'm not saying I hadn't committed sins. But I'm telling you, I always, when it came to my senses, at the end of the day, I'd always follow you. So I, you know, I'm not understanding how, you know, how I got in some of these situations that I'm in. And so um, uh, I went to sleep. And I had a dream. And in this dream, I don't, know if, I don't know if you ever did this when you were a child. Most of you who are young and grew, grew up on computer screens have never done this. But in the 50s and 60s, there were books that had drawings on each page. And if you flip through the pages real fast, the drawings would look like a film. It would look like somebody walking. It would look like somebody doing something. So I had this dream. And in this dream, I revisited every single church service I had ever been in since the day I got saved. And in every one of those church services, and it was like flipping through the pages of a book. It was just, I mean, it just happened. Just, 
just fast. This was not an intellectual thing. It was a download of information, which that's what God will do. God will just download volumes to you all at one time. So in this situation, um, what was interesting is what stood out to me is every altar call where the pastor or whoever was ministering would put stipulations on people to get healed. In other words, here, here's what you got to do to get God to heal, heal you. Now, I never believed in that stuff. See, I'm, I was, I've never been really works oriented. I've never, felt, you know, I always knew we had to walk in faith. And, you know, there's some basic things I know and still know and still believe. But I was never a legalist that thought I had to earn something from God. And what God showed me was, even though I consciously did not believe that I had to earn stuff from God, all of these church services I've been in, where, you know, you know, I can remember pastors making people pull the cigarettes out of their pocket and crush them before they had prayed for them or, you know, just a litany of things that they had to do before they could get prayed for. And even though I had never deliberately chosen that by repetition, by seeing and hearing that over and over again, it had become a part of my belief system. And man, I, I, you know, I had to repent because, see, I was trying to figure out what do I need to do to get healed? Well, if I'm asking what I need to do to get healed, I'm saying Jesus, when he died for me and when the Holy Spirit came into me and I was born again, did not bring the life of God in me. That's what I'm saying. If I'm saying, what have I got to do to get anything from God that Jesus has already given me, then I'm saying, I don't believe I, don't believe I have it. I don't believe he did it. Or I might believe he did it, but I don't believe he gave it to me. So the real truth is my heart does not have the seed of God's word sown into it that can, that can grow into a crop that produces healing. Or maybe what you're struggling with in the hall is, is it can't grow into a crop that produces peace and joy in the situation that you're in. Or maybe if you're in conflict with someone, it can't grow into the crop that causes you to be the peacemaker. and You be the reasonable one when everybody else is losing their minds. You see, nothing can grow in your heart that has not been planted there first. And even when you plant the truth in your heart, if you, when you get under pressure, you start listening to, thinking about, remembering these events, and you start planting bad seed in your heart. And Jesus said in the parable of the sower, when you do that, that seed will choke out the Word of God and make it totally non-productive. That means the only thing left in your heart to produce fruit is the bad seed. That's where we go when we blame other people, when we blame the devil, when we blame God, when we blame ourselves, when we blame our pastor, when we blame our church, or when we blame the program that we're working in, or who knows what we're going to blame. We just start filling the garden of our heart, the soil of our heart, with bad, destructive seeds. Chokes out the good seed. What is the good seed? The good seed is the stuff that produces life, that produces joy, that produces peace, that produces healing, that produces salvation, that, you know, that produces every promise of God. But we choke that seed out because not only do we plant this seed, but 
to the degree, remember the measure you meet is measured to you. To the degree that I think about this, to the degree that I ponder on this, to the degree that I relive it, to the degree that I remember it. To the even if I don't remember those specific events, I just keep thinking about all these negative emotions I'm having and talking about them and complaining about them. That's planting, watering, fertilizing, nurturing the seed that's going to grow, that's going to choke the life of God out. So one of the things you got to do you know, I always tell people, the first step you got to take to getting healed, stop killing yourself. You know, first step you got to take to have peace in your life, stop stepping on the landmines. You got to, you got to make up your mind to stop doing these things, which means when you catch yourself going in a negative, destructive direction, you have got to stop it. Whether you just say, no, stop. I mean, whatever you got to do, you got to stop it because it's not going to do you any good to try to plant the seed of the promises of God into your heart if you're just going to turn right back around and choke it all out with the seeds of death, destruction, despair, discouragement. I'm going to tell you something. You can pull yourself out of discouragement sometimes in minutes. And I, I know I mentioned EFT again, and I don't know how much that course costs, but you can get it, you can get it uh, uh, online uh, as a download. It's you know, way less expensive. You can get it through one of our specials this month. But I'm telling you, it is a great way to instantly interrupt destructive thoughts and interrupt the way they influence the emotions of the body. But you know something, we've got a lot of great material. So, so be sure, if you're going to invest in yourself, check it out. Check out what we've got. And you start developing your heart so that you know how to walk out of, of these situations. Let me mention just a couple other things going on. Listen, in January, I want to help you get the year started off right. In January, we're in a, and through our uh, Ultimate Impact, we're going to be launching what's called a, a life transformation seminar where I do personal coaching for you. And uh, we're going to walk you through how to stop the pain. I'm going to show you the exercises and I'm going to take you through the material to stop this pain of all, all these past things that have happened. And I'm going to show you how to get past it. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can to put these tools together. So if you're interested in participating in Ultimate Impact, check it out. Um, if you participate in, in these seminars, it's a, there, there is a small monthly fee. And I guarantee you this, you're throwing away way more money than this on cigarettes. You're throwing away way more money than this on soft drinks, on coffee, on bottled water every month. And, and you'll get all the resources you need. And plus, you will get the personal weekly live coaching that we do online. Be sure and check out Ultimate Impact. You might, you, you might want to be a part of it. And, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. Uh, you know, next week I'm going to dive straight on into more of getting to more of the solutions of these things. But, uh, you know, when you can't do anything else, you know, sometimes you can't even get yourself focused on the promise of God. You can't even remember a promise of God. There's a scripture that came alive to me one time when I was going through a horrible time in my life, a horrible financial time. In Isaiah 30, 15, it says, thus says the Lord, it says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And I remember one night I was going through something. Man, I was sinking financially. You know, I uh, uh, just had a new baby. I was in college. I was taking a double load in college. I was working, you know, to try to feed my family, take care of my family. Had somebody steal pretty much everything that I had from me. And, uh, and man, I was, I was living on food stamps, selling blood, picking up 
Coke bottles, you know, back in those days, you pick up Coke bottles. You know, today people pick up aluminum cans and so on. Back then we picked up Coke bottles and so on. And I was doing everything I could just to keep the lights on. And I'll tell you, one night I was ready to pray and fight the devil. And the Lord spoke this scripture to me. And basically he was just saying, shut up until you come to a place of confidence. And when you come to a place of confidence, you're going to be able to stand up and you're going to be able to conquer this thing. Yeah, I'll tell you something. One of, my, one of my daughters, we were talking about it the other day. You know, in a wolf pack, there's always an alpha. The alpha is the one that really kind of rules in that situation. The alpha is not the strongest. It's not the fastest. The alpha is the wolf that is always calm. Well, I'll tell you something. When these crises come and discouragement comes, if we panic and we, you know, go to all these places and we're screaming and fighting at the devil or we're complaining or whatever we're doing, we're losing and we're just exposing the fact that we are weak and that we're afraid. I want to tell you something. God wants you to bring you to a place of confidence so that you can sit in quietness and know that you have absolute victory. I'm going to give you more answers next week. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.